welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Ava Marie. And I'm Chad Dixon. Today we're going to be talking about parenting. Y'all know I don't have kids, so this is going to be me taking some notes and some lessons getting prepared, okay? Late. I think you got them. I think you got them. One day, one day, one day. So we're going to talk about um, not overcorrecting in your parenting. And so drop drop that knowledge on us to show yeah, you. Yeah, so what I'm getting at, so this actually came from a conversation that I was having with someone. What I find is that, guys, we have all been scarred as people and our experiences in life and whatnot. And you you have to be cognizant not to put your kids in a position where you go way the other way. So yes, it's, it's great not to be like your mama or your daddy or your uncle or such and such from down the street. But you have to be very hyper aware of what you're doing. Um, so I'll, I'll tell a story though here. Um, I was working with a, a new person and we had some time to get to know him. And um, in the conversation, it started off small. She was talking about her son and she was saying, oh, um, my son has a problem with money. That was kind of the thing. And that's how it started off. And so uh, later on, and, and little hints just kept getting dropped about her son with money and those things and whatnot. And, and later on in the discussion, I found out that not only was he like bad with money, but she was supporting him and his girlfriend and, and like paying all their bills. He's in college. He's calling her for spending money. And she was laid off for over a year. And, and so it wasn't about the money for me. Uh, and so I actually asked her, I said, you know, I'm not, you know, the money isn't bad. Well, it's bad, but it's not the concerning thing. Um, I said to her, what's more concerning is he had no empathy for your situation that during this time where you were taking care of him, he didn't stop to say mom lost her job. Maybe she can't afford to do this. Um, and that was the more alarming thing. And so she and I began a conversation about it. And I realized that there's things in my life that I have overcorrected for um, and, and that it all kind of stems from challenges or traumas that you, you experience. So one one big one for me is I am very cognizant not to have my kids taking care of my other children. Um, like so much so like my, my and now she's seven, my seven-year-old wants to do things for herself. I'm like, stop it. You are not the mother. <laughs> Don't do that. You are not the mother. Um, and, and this came up uh, as, as a big thing. And I really didn't think about it until I was talking to my partner. And he was like, they're playing with their siblings. They're not taking care of them. We are right here. <laughs> and I was like, oh. and, and, and and it came from, uh, so in, in the conversation, we had to get, like, he and I were going back and forth. And I was like, wow, this came from my own childhood trauma of, of really having to be a parent to a sibling. Uh, and so that was for me one thing I had to step back and I'm like, okay, let me be more aware of all the burdens that I carry um, and yes. not to place those on my on my children. It's so funny you're talking about that because I distinctly remember having a conversation with you when you were pregnant with the now two-year-old. And I was like, oh, it's going to be so much easier now because the the older kids are older and like they can help out and like they're more self-sufficient. Because I remember when those older two were young, 
trying to get them out the door. Lordy, Jesus. <laughs> two under two. Yeah, they were. It they was were the best. Apart, so, yeah. <sighs> So the struggle was real trying to literally get out of the house and like you got one running around with the diaper on the floor and the other one trying to put the <laughs> pants on. And I was like, oh, it's going to be so much easier now because the two are can dress themselves and like then you can they can get the bag and like, you know, and you were like, no, but they're not going to be raised. <laughs> <laughs> what it means but you're like I think the kids should be kids and I was just like okay uh but I just think we were right here <laughs> yes. yes and I I know you have raised me so <laughs> you are traumatized I do not have this thought process I'm like I was always like can I have a younger sibling so I can boss them around and like make them do all my chores like that's what I wanted in life like but but I had a different experience like I remember and and it didn't come like even into my teen years I went to college and I thought like like it was, I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out as soon as possible because my sister needs to go to college and I have to help her get to college. Like that was very real to me um, as an 18 year old. Um, and I made choices based on that thought process. So I had to get out. I had to make as much money as possible. I, I tell everybody about how I chose my major in college. And the root of that was like, I, and I'll, I'll retell the story, but um, as a, as a freshman, I actually, I went to school to become a teacher. I was like, I love to teach people. You know, I really enjoy seeing, you know, the, the bright lights in the eyes when they, when they accomplish something, when they figure it out. Um, and I really wanted to be a teacher. I was like, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be a teacher. Um, and I got to school and I went to the career office my sophomore year. <laughs> beginning of my sophomore year and I was looking at the salary guide and it had like teacher all the way at the bottom I was like oh crap this isn't gonna get my sister to college <laughs> um, and so I literally like when I say I I looked at the top of the list I went to one number one and it was like highest salary engineering and I was like I didn't I barely made it out of science <laughs> I can't do that and so then the next one was like finance no I'm sorry no which one was the next the next one was accounting the next one said accounting and I changed my major to accounting um and I went to my first that was my second calculus class when they it was a requirement for accounting and I bombed that thing (laughs) I was like ah crap I don't know how to do this calculus (laughs) um and so I literally after going to that class I went back to the career office and the next one was finance. And I saw finance didn't require that calculus. <laughs> and so finance became my major. And it was all fueled by this. I need to get out of college fast. And I need to make so much money. Um, and even so much so, I tell everyone this too. I don't, know, well, I don't know how recently I've said it. I didn't have one extra credit. Like I had worked it out. So I didn't waste any time. I actually graduated a semester early without doing summer school for the first three years. I did summer school one year uh, when I was in college and I still managed to graduate early. And I didn't waste one credit um, because I was very intent on, I had to get out of here because my sister needed to go to college. Um, 
And I believe that was 18 to 22, guys. Like, <laughs> and I, I just need to say, we are so different. <laughs> Very yeah, completely yeah. different. Yeah. But yes. Um, but I but I see those things in my children and I'm like, no, we're not going there. I don't want you to carry that same burden that I carried. Although I didn't pay anything for her to go to college, so to be clear. <laughs> that did not actually happen. But I got out before she went in. Um but yeah. But so what so I guess what does it look like when you're overcorrecting? I mean, you well, gave it an example. More no, about- you can't. Don't get the diapers. <laughs> so, so one, I'll say in yourself, if you're looking at yourself as a parent, I'd say it's recognizing your own traumas um, and being real with yourself about the experiences that you had in life. Um, I've met a lot of people who have been molested by family members. I've met people who had to raise their own children or raise their siblings. I've met people who came from nothing. I <laughs> came from people who... Uh, came from a lot of things. Um, and and so I'd say, first, if you recognize it within yourself, it's more about just being self-aware and really working through your shit. <laughs> like, uh, you talked about this, going to counseling and talking to someone about it, making sure that you're aware of of who you are and, and, and your experiences, your life experiences. And then I'd actually uh, say, too, I think that you can also help other people in noticing it in themselves. Ava, I don't know if you noticed this in your story, but my response to you was way like hype. Like, like when you said my kids can help and because I responded to you that way, that was an indicator that you triggered something in me. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think that you can also help your friends, help your close family, help your siblings to see that in themselves when someone responds Mm -hmm. to you like that, like, like that was way like there had to be something else that, that goes with this that has caused you. To believe this thing that you believe or to to do this yeah. thing that you are are doing so i'd say those are really how you can see it in yourself and then how you can see it in others yeah i love that so how do you correct like once you've recognized it like how do you i guess how do you get the habit to not co-overcorrect and like build a new habit to respond differently yeah how has that been for you for me, it's about being aware, like, because now it, it, every time I ask him to do something or ask, um, I'd say either of my girls to do something, I'm very aware of what am I asking? Where do I believe this falls on that spectrum? Um, mm-hmm. And so I just think it's about being a little bit more um, perceptive. Um, mm-hmm more aware of I, I, like I said of being aware of who you are and that will trigger when you're in communication about those mm-hmm. things like it'll pop up you'll you'll recognize it in the moment interesting yeah because you made me you make me think about um I mean similar like I'm working through a lot of the traumas that I have but how they play out in relationships and like for some of them it actually still is going, it's like still the same actions or like, you know, still the same thing I would do as a trauma response, but like the intent has changed, if that makes sense. So, so like, <laughs> this is a terrible example. It is not actually a real example, but so like, 
I have a belief that men are supposed to take the trash out. <laughs> like this is just a thing. I actually do believe that. I don't. <laughs> but this, but this, that's something distinctly that was taught in our house growing up. Like, even though we lived in a house full of women, so make it make sense. Every single one of my boyfriends had to take out our trash. But like, this is used to come over just so you can take out the trash. Just to take out the trash. Yeah, mine, yeah. mine too. Mine too. I'm like. But that's something that we were explicitly taught. Now, but that that is it didn't make sense. It's just a thing. It's just, I mean, let's call it a trauma response. <laughs> it just is ingrained in us. But even though I've dealt, you know, even after I've dealt with the oh, okay, this doesn't actually make sense. Um, I still want my man to take out the trash. So like we actually, he said, he said, you realize everything that's in the trash is stuff that you've already touched to put in there. <laughs> I said, oh, but I still want you to take out the trash. So I'm like, like, even after you've unpacked, like, oh, this is a trauma response, like, I've dealt with this, the action is still, you still want that same thing to happen. So I think it's okay to, like, still want the kids to, I don't know. And I was thinking this specifically for your girls because like a lot of a lot of the things that they will learn in you know playing with the kids even starting to take care of them will serve them as they grow up and you know they know how to change a diaper like these are really important skill sets and valuable skill sets for them to have growing up but if you can decouple your trauma from oh they want to change a diaper like they can still change that diaper and get value from that i remember in high school there was a guy, he had never held a baby. And so like, he, I remember watching him hold the baby for the first, like, do you want it to be <laughs> to high school? Well, I know Brian knew who had never held a baby. So I didn't know this, this is funny, but I'm sorry, this is high yeah. tangent, but like, uh, I don't know. I think it was when I had Aaron. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, I've never actually held a baby this small before. Like I've held like a one-year-old, but I've never held a baby. Um, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like no one? Taught you how to hold baby, and I was here sitting here yeah. teaching a grown man how to hold a baby. I mean, same thing with kids doing laundry in college. Half the guys, yes. it, was, it was amazing yes. to me that all the women knew how to do laundry. None of the men knew how to do their own laundry. I was like, "What are we doing, this yeah. parents, guys?" Like, <laughs> what oh, yeah. so I think that like you have to decouple that because some of those skills are really valuable, like. If they're learning how to cook for the whole family, like that's a valuable skill set that they can take with them later in life. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. Now, now I'm thinking about this gender roles thing. I know this is a side thing, but like <laughs> that's yeah. another thing. Like I think about too. Like I know so many women who learned how to cook as a child, but all these men had to figure it out as an adult because yeah. their their parents didn't make them because that was a woman's thing, right? Like, but who's gonna yeah. feed them when they have no? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to the trash thing that we were talking about earlier, like, are your girls going to be taking out the trash or is your one son going to be the one taking out the trash? Like, that's and something then when they leave about. the house, who's going to take out their trash? <laughs> They're going to have boyfriends just so they can take out, get their trash taken out. <laughs> so, so, man, I think, so I think it's what you're saying, like, deal with the trauma. But like, I think we also just need to re-examine the actions themselves, like to see if this makes sense yeah, or what you, your 
long range goals are, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my takeaway. Any other gems you want to leave with the people? No, I like it. I, I think that's it. And I'd say to like, know that you have them. So guys, if you sit there like, I ain't got none of these, uh, you're not looking close enough. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. As you were talking, I was like anticipating. I got a lot of trauma, so I'm like anticipating all the stuff that I could pass on to these poor kids. <laughs> I mean, guys, like this is. A, I'm gonna say stop to say this though. We all have things. I was talking to someone, um, my aunt actually. We were talking about my mom, and she said to me, she said, Shonda, I noticed that you're not like angry at your mom at all, like things. And I was like. So a couple of things happened to me as I yeah. Oh, this is interesting. She's taking a turn on this. One. Yeah, hey, a couple of things happened to me as I became a parent. One is becoming a parent grounded me in the reality of who my mom was. Like when you're a kid, you believe that your parents are superheroes. Like they can't do no wrong. They know everything. They are the most amazing people in the world. And for me, I had to like recognize certain things about my mom. Like one, my mom was 17 when she gave birth to me. Um, like my age today, she already had a 20 year old. Like, mm-hmm. like my kids are eight, seven, two and one. Um, and so like understanding that she was a kid raising she kids. She just didn't know. Yeah. She literally did and, not know. And, and not only was she a kid raising kids, she only lived with her mom till she was 16. Um, and, and and living with her mom, her mom grew up in an era where women could only get jobs that were homemaking, housekeeping, like very limited. Um, her her father and her uh, stepfather had like a third grade education. Um, and she was forced to do a lot of things, right? Like, so I was thinking about, she made us, I remember, eat vegetables was one thing that popped up. This is gonna sound really ridiculous, but I just started looking at the side of these cans and nutritional facts as I had a kid. And I was like, why am I making my kids eat peas? There's nothing nutritious in peas. <laughs> like, and they don't taste good. Or green beans. Like, so I'm saying all this to say is I, I begin to recognize who my mom was and what she was capable of. And also that my mom actually was one of the most hardworking, um, thoughtful people that I had ever met. Um, My mom wanted the world for me. And I only know that now, and I had to recognize the trauma that she had gone through um, in, in determining what she would be or what she could be with her parents and how that, how she, put that on me as well. And and so I'd have to say, so I was trying to say that becoming a parent has taught me that you have to give your parents grace, um, that 95% of the time they did the best they could. They did the best with what they had. They did the best with where they came from, what they, what they could do um, emotionally, um, physically, financially, like, like most parents, it's hard not to like your children or not to love your children, I should say. Um, and so I said all that to say is that I think we all have trauma, um, mm-hmm. that there was no parent guidebook. There was no, this is how you do X, Y, Z. 
um, that we all had to figure it out. And as humans, we are three-dimensional and there's so much about us and we are so flawed. Um, and if your parent got away without sharing any of those flaws with you, they weren't there, which is another flaw <laughs> itself. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so everybody should have trauma, guys, and be okay with the fact that you have trauma. Yeah, and I, I really love this point you're making around. I mean, because the overcorrection, I think, is in response to what most of us perceive as our parents' flaws and gaps. But I think once we can, once we can forgive them, give a little bit of grace, like that they did the best with what they had, like, I think that can help a lot with just you, like, right, the trauma response aspect of things, like, and then the other point that I always tell you is like, I'm like, we turned out pretty dang good. It's like, you got to do a lot to really mess this thing up. <laughs> like, like, you gotta do a whole lot. So I think even giving, extending that grace up front, you know, to ourselves yeah. and not having perfection be the goal in parenting, like, I think that could go a long way too. And until next time, y'all, I am your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Shana Dixon. And we are Black Girl Fly. Black Girl Fly.